Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible x gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. again he walks it off yo it's time for under the hood with jonathan hood on espn 1000 and the espn app oh the hot stove a major league baseball we're talking about it right here on espn 1000 the espn app open hot cup socks hot hot stove league we're talking about it right here on UTH. We'll hear from Jesse Rogers and the Cubs coming up in a little bit. But first, let us go to Josh Nelson from Sox Machine. You should, if you download the Under the Hood podcast, you should download Sox Machine, the podcast. Everything you need for the White Sox, Josh Nelson has it. And he joins us here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Josh Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. Jonathan, I am Glad to be speaking with you. There's some excitement about the White Sox, the one team that Jerry Reinsdorf actually pays attention to, and I'm here to talk about that. Let's do this. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm excited about it as well. Uh, and you can follow Josh on Twitter while we have this conversation. Sox Machine with an O, Sox Machine underscore Josh, uh, where you can yeah, find. Yeah, Sex Machine. That's totally different. <laughs> yes, I've heard uh, or I've tried. <laughs> I'm not safe for work right here. On ESPN 1000. So you heard what Rick Hahn said, like I heard mm-hmm. what Rick Hahn said on MLB Network this morning, right? You you saw yep. what, what Hahn was saying. And, and we went through this last night. Hahn tries to say things, and you had to read between the lines. But there are some things he said directly that kind of resonate with you, right? It did. And for those that missed it, what Rick Hahn was addressing about free agency in general that if the White Sox don't get Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, what will they do? And 
Han stressed the fact that he has no interest in signing a player to a three- to five-year deal that's on the downside of their career, where the most value that they would bring would be to the 2019 season. The White Sox are not interested in that. And I think that alludes to the moves that they used to make, even when Kenny Williams was the general manager, right, Jonathan? Mm -hmm. They would go for these mid-tier free agents, right? Uh, If this was 2015 all over again, uh, like when they signed Adam LaRoche and Melky Cabrera and David Robertson, we're talking about the White Sox signing guys like Michael Brantley or Charlie Morton. Um, But they're not going in that direction. And I think that is really smart of them, that they have to go for the top tier because they know the painful lessons when you live in the mid-tier of free agency. It doesn't really get you anywhere. You're just a mediocre team that struggles to win 81 games. So I think when Han said that, that, that's the big takeaway for me out of these winter meetings, Jonathan, other than they're really interested in Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, is that Rick Han learned from his lessons from the 2015 and 2016 winter meetings that you cannot survive in the mid-tier. You either go big or you go home with the prospects that you currently have in your rebuild, and you got to be comfortable with that. Who do you, which player do you think is best for the White Sox, Harper or Machado, that you'd prefer? Well, the White Sox had the worst outfield in 2018, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> Bryce Harper would provide a big boost, but it just seemed like forever that the White Sox had this issue at third base. And if Manny Machado is willing to play third base for the Chicago White Sox, man, you could that position is taken care of for the next decade. Because after Jake Berger blew his Achilles in spring training early in 2018, the White Sox don't have a third-base prospect. They just do not. So they're still at this drawing board of how we're going to address this position. And if if Manny Machado is interested in the White Sox, which he is, he's going to be visiting Chicago, so Chicago will be on your best behavior when Manny Machado comes. Uh, (laughs) But if they were to get Machado, Jonathan, boom. You're done. You, you got third base taken care of for eight to ten years. And you don't have to worry about the position, and you can attack the other areas in the field. Uh, so for me, I guess I'd go with Manny Machado because he's better defensively than Bryce Harper, and he can put up very similar offensive numbers as Bryce Harper. So Manny Machado player-wise would be my number one target. But with Bryce Harper, I mean, Jonathan, you know, he, he's Mr. T-Mobile, man. Mm-hmm. Look at all the national recognition the White Sox would get if they landed Bryce Harper. He brings eyeballs from all over the world to the White Sox, something that they haven't had. And I spoke with my podcast partner, John, uh, Jim Margulis, about this. Since when? 1994 Frank Thomas, when he had his own shoes with Reebok and had his own video game? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Harper would bring more eyeballs and a lot more marketing. But as far as on the field, I think I slightly prefer Machado over Harper. So you heard it here first. If Harper comes, the Sox will buy out guaranteed rate and it'll be T-Mobile Field. As we talked to Josh <laughs> Nelson with us here from Sox Machine on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. How significant is it for the Sox to sell off another Rule 5 draft pick? Oh, it's nothing, really. It's just cash. Uh, You know what it is? It's probably the Texas Rangers calling up Rick Hahn and be like, hey, can we do what we did last year? We're interested in this guy, but we're afraid he's not going to fall to us. We'll give you some cash, uh, cash considerations if you pick this guy. 
Uh, and that's what they did. I, I didn't really put any serious thought into the Rule 5 draft this year, Jonathan, just because there really wasn't anyone available that I looked at and be like, yeah, you can count on him being on the 23-man roster. Uh, I think the White Sox are moving past that point now. They have their own prospects that can fill the needs of the 25-man. They don't have to go raid another team's AA or AAA system to bring somebody in. Uh, so for the cash considerations, five, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, Rick Hahn looked at it as, oh, here's free money. All I got to do is pick this kid and you're going to send me cash. Okay, if that helps me get Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, sure, why not? Uh, the uh, Nova pickup, Yvonne Nova with the White Sox, what was your initial reaction uh, to uh, another arm for the White Sox, or at least this first one here in free agency? Yeah, he's a bit different. Uh, last year, obviously, the White Sox had just difficulties with walks and they're starting pitching. And Nova pitches the contact. So good news is he doesn't walk many guys. His walk rate was two per nine innings. That's really low. The bad news is that he gives up home runs. He gave up 26 home runs last year and 29 starts. And pitching a guaranteed rate field, it probably will give up a little bit more. But the thing about Nova is that he is consistent. He He's not spectacular. He's not going to be that guy that if the White Sox made the postseason that you would want him to pitch a playoff game. But I think he is an upgrade from James Shields of 2018, uh, something that you can count on to give him the ball, and he'll give you solid six innings. And for giving up a prospect that I didn't even know who existed in the White Sox farm system, uh, and international spending money that the White Sox can't spend because, uh, again, they're still under the penalties from and Nova's only making $9 million this year. I, I like the deal for the White Sox. He's getting paid for what they're expecting him to do. Um, but if you're expecting him to be the ace of the rotation, that's not going to happen. But I think he'll be better than James Shields. So how much – you know what one of my focuses is, is just trying to figure out more pitching for the White Sox. I'm wondering, is there another move up their sleeve? Because I'm concerned about trying to build a bullpen and also if there's going to be another starter in place. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I have those same concerns as well, Jonathan, on who's remaining. Right, like Lance Lynn signed a three-year, $30 million deal at Texas. Now, Lance Lynn, I do think, is a $10 million pitcher, but I, don't, I wasn't expecting him to sign for three years. And Charlie Borden signed with Tampa Bay, and Jay Happ went back to New York. So when you're looking at the free agent list, you got Dallas Keuchel, which he could be on that downside. He could be that one of those players that Rick Hahn talked about this morning that will be network on the downside of their career, and you don't want to pay him a five-year deal if he's not going to be good anymore. So some other guys that are interesting – uh, Kenny Williams traded him twice, but Gio Gonzalez, the White Sox obviously know everything about Gio Gonzalez because he's part of their system. Yeah. And if you can get him for a one-year deal, uh, I, I think that's kind of the direction the White Sox are going to go because if there are hiccups, Jonathan, in the way that Michael Kopech rehabs and comes back, or Dylan Cease takes a step backwards, right, uh, and Dane Dunning takes a step backwards, then you can spend serious cash on a free agent starting pitcher next year. But I think just to get through 2018, go ahead and sign another veteran to team up with Nova and see how far that takes you. Gio Gonzalez is better than Miguel Gonzalez, so I think you'll get a lot farther if the White Sox decided to go in that direction. But, you know, another I think would be a huge bold move if they were able to sign Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, I would kind of like the White Sox to call Arizona and see what it would take to get Zach Granke. 
because Zach Ranke's got three years left on his deal. I think he still has plenty left in the gas tank that he could be the White Sox best starting pitcher. And everybody raves about how he's just so cerebral and how he's willing to work with his teammates to watch film with them and work on their pitches that he can provide what James Shields did for the White Sox young starters, but take it to another level because he's Zach Branke. He's one of the best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, so that's a really bold move. We'll see. I think that's pie in the sky. Uh, but more realistic, I think someone like Gio Gonzalez could fit for the White Sox. Well, I wish I was where you are right now. You're in San Diego, and you're and you're a jerk for putting it on Twitter, by the way. San Diego, this is your breaking news. San Diego weather is much warmer than Chicago. You're a jerk, Josh Nelson. Hey, I just report the facts, Jonathan. I just report the facts. <laughs> That's fine with your facts. I got some for your facts. I wish I was out there with you. We would we could just be sitting there at poolside trying to figure out how the Sox can be a contender once they fire Rick Renneria. Well, <laughs> if we're not going to do it in San Diego, we'll do it on the phone lines uh, throughout the winter. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, Jonathan. As always, thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. It's Josh Nelson from Sox Machine. He is with us here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Again, he's got a great podcast. If you're a Sox fan, if you're a baseball fan, check it out, um, especially during the season when it's, it comes out every single uh, thing, every single day with great content. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your Internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.